Survives Wingfoot. Now the moment Aaron Bradley has waited. Curry Webb is the five-time Australian Open champion. Golf at its best by one of the best in golf, Peter Thompson. Stand in front of a crowd like this today and win the PGA Championship is pretty special. He's done it at last, Greg Norman. to golf across Australia and the world. Thanks to Golf Australia, we're going inside the ropes. Subscribe now on iTunes or your favourite podcast app or head to golf.org.au. Hello and welcome to Inside the Ropes, episode number 70. A very special edition here at the Emirates Australian Open. Uh, We're doing one every day for the next four days. Um, We're really just trying to jack up our sort of podcast count on an artificial sort of level, I think. That's the key to it. Mike Clayton? Yep, absolutely. Now we'll talk some... Like the tennis podcast. I listen to the tennis podcast. I think British, they come to the Australian Open, do one at Grand Slam. They're good. So you're putting us under pressure straight away. Oh, they do it every day and it's good. All right, well, we'll see how we go. Martin Blake, how do you reckon we're going to go on our special podcast today? Or do you actually want to talk golf? Uh, no, I'm happy to talk about anything you like, Hazy. <laughs> well, uh, like... I enjoyed the day. It was a tough day for the players. Uh I've been accused four times today of bringing the weather up from Melbourne. You probably have as well. Oh, that's total gibberish. Anyone listening to this in Sydney or anywhere in New South Wales, I never want to hear about Sydney weather ever again. 1,250 mils annual average rainfall versus Melbourne, 650. End of story. We played through Cyclone Tracy today, and there's been some awesome scores in the afternoon, Clates. What's your highlight of day one? In fact, let me go through the leaderboard just before we do that. That would be a logical place to start this. Ben Ahn, the Korean, is five under after a 67 early this morning. Matt Jager did the same thing in the morning field, I mean. It shot 68, a four under. Uh, But the afternoon field had a couple of tremendous scores, not least of which was Dave Michaluzzi, a Victorian amateur who's four under par, played through the worst of the conditions, had a bogey on probably the easiest hole on the course, and still carded a 68. And then there's a whole heap of players that tied for Abraham Answer played in the afternoon in tough conditions. Marcus Fraser was in the morning, as was Dimi Papadados. Uh, my favourite round, um, probably possibly of the whole day, is Cameron Percy. They were 69 in the very worst of the conditions at the late part of the field. Fantastic for the veteran to, to shoot such a number, boys. I, I don't know who wants to talk about him, but... Uh, that's just a stellar round, bogey-free, and the wind was sideways and the rain was even upwards at some point. Well, how tough was it, Clates? Because, what, 30, 30 plus k an hour, but there's a lot of cross-wind holes with that southeasterly wind that we had today. And, for instance, the 14th, just as an example, uh, par 5, shortish par 5, where they go over the water with their second shot. Uh, I can remember being here in 2012 on days when there were no win and they were hitting eight irons in there. Today, Cameron Smith, I saw, hit three wood in there and not get it over the wall. Yeah, it's a dangerous hole. It's a hard win because it makes 11 more dangerous because it's reachable. And that's a dangerous hole. I mean, Brendan Steele started off his tournament with a nine on his second hole and shot 73. It was a great round today. So it makes 11 hard because it's reachable and it's dangerous. Otherwise, it's just drive a four iron wedge and everyone makes five or four. And it makes 14 hard because it's a long, it's a tough shot across the water. It's a long so, there, so there were a bunch of sixes and sevens on that hole today. There were yeah. three tens, by the way. Three tens? Three tens for the day. Yeah, I've never heard of that. Uh, someone asked me before whether I'd heard of that. I can't remember that. Adam Blythe had a 10 on the 11th. 
Antonio Madaka had a 10 on the first on his way to 86. That's that a, is a rough yeah, day. That's just... Matty Giles had a 10 on the 14th. Now, I haven't seen any of those. I, don't, I presume wow. that Matty Giles hit a couple in the water. Yeah. Um, but three tens, average score 74 for the day. Only three holes played under par. The 8th, 13th and 17th, two of those are par fives. Wow. So, so 14 didn't play under par? 14 played I'm, over five? I'm, yes. I'm staggered by wow. that. I, I, now, I called it earlier that he's just holding the course, and clearly you both told me that I'm an idiot there. That's an incredible stat line. I, I couldn't imagine that being true. 14, I mean, well, the green is difficult. Yeah, you know, oh, I'm, I'm, of course. But yeah. In a lot of times, that's a long iron in, but as Clayton says, it's into the mm. wind today, so it's it's a tougher... I feel I feel for Antonio Madaka. Um, this is his grand final in so many ways, and he, yeah. he was out very early... Probably had the best of the conditions uh, and just nervously snap-hooked one into the leg off the left side of the first tee. Clates, I put it to you that that is the most daunting tee shot for a first hole in Australian Championship golf. Yeah, there's a famous um, starting incident there when the old starter... Did we tell the story the other day? We didn't, did we? No. There was an old starter there played here, Richard Boxall, who commentates now, came back to the European tour and he said, you can't believe what happened in Australia. We played the legs... This old bloke got in the first tee and said, ladies and gentlemen, we're a bit behind with the starting time today because, as you can see, the wind's howling off the left. And the boys are either snapping it in the water on the left or flying up into the sand on the right. <laughs> on the tee from Malaga, Miguel Angel Jimenez. <laughs> well, well, the first hole today, Clates, was the number, well, one, one, number one hole. Uh, the first, uh, you, you have written a piece for uh, the tournament website, golf.org.au, uh, backslash Oz Open. Hazy. The Very first three holes are index one, four, and two wow. today. Yeah. So you got three of the toughest. Well, four it's holes. the hardest start of any course in Australia. The first hole's dangerous. The third hole was a par five, which was changed to a par four. So it's a anyone who plays those holes in it, even par for the week will they'll probably win the tournament. I would think. I've neglected a couple of other scores that were tied fourth too, and I apologise for that. I was so excited by Cam Percy, but Blake Proverbs has done really well. Got a hot putter in the middle of the round. He's Three under. Uh, he's an exciting young player. And Adam Stevens, Blakey, uh, he was he was very impressive this morning. A bit of a journeyman New South Wales New South Wales guy. Yeah, local guy. Um, so they're, they're all some tremendous rounds. Before we dissect a couple of those, I want to make mention of another couple of scores. Just had the good fortune to chat to um, to John Sendon, who was among those who carded a 73. Uh, obviously, Sendo's coming back from, uh, you know, some... Some troubling times in his family's life, uh, and hopefully things to be, seem to be on the mend and and looking young as Jacob upwards yeah. and, as they possibly can be with young Jacob on the mend. And we all our love and all our wishes always go out to him. He's a great little man, great fighter. Sendo had a triple bogey and a double bogey today among a 73 clades, just sort of not, not unlike Brendan Steele. You know, could have blown it, but fought back beautifully. Yeah, and the greens are soft, and you can you can, you can make some birdies through the five and six of pitch shots and. Eight to pitch the par five, and you know, there are a bunch of birdie holes out there, so it's not like you can't make them, but it's a dangerous course in the wind. You can make a mess of... It's easy to make a mess out there. You can make it... Clearly, we've seen a mass of big scores today. I mean, probably more doubles and triples and... Big numbers. Big numbers, yeah. But not for Byung Hoon Ahn, commonly known as Ben. Ben to his yeah. mates. Uh, who eagled the eighth hole to get to the front. He had a great draw today, Ben Ahn. He he got out there early. The wind the wind was there, but uh, you know he just eagerly ate, got to the lead, and just sat back in the afternoon and watched everyone fry in the in the sideways winds. Now his parents uh, were both table tennis players, 
His father's Korean, his mother's Chinese, and at the 1988 Olympic Games, they won a, both won a medal wow. in table tennis, which, as we all know, is a huge, massive sport in Asia. And he played a bit of table tennis himself. We might have a listen, Hazy, to this little grab of him talking about how he started out in table tennis and then moved on to golf. Table tennis, you know, they 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 only can play until your 30s, early 30s. It's, it's quite short. The the so my parents didn't like me to play that, and then you know, I, my my dad liked the golf, so he kind of took me to the range and hit some balls, and that's where I got started golfing. And then um, I wasn't the fastest, and you know, I wasn't that quick. So, and um, they they thought that. I, I wasn't good enough to play table tennis, and uh, you know, it, it turned out pretty good. I'm I'm happy what I'm doing right now instead of table tennis. So um, I think they did well. Oh, that's awesome, and a, and a beautiful throw too, Blakey, to the audio. I'm um, getting better at this. <laughs> I just, um, you know, what else he said? Uh, if he, he wants to play golf for South Korea at the Olympics mm. in Tokyo, and he's a, he's a good chance to do that. If if you win a medal in South Korea under their their uh, laws there. Uh, you get an exemption from, from doing national service. In the army. And, and in the Asian Games as well. That's why winning a medal in the Asian Games is such a big deal in Korea. So he's got that, he's got that on his mind because we saw That's what incredible. happened with Sang Moon Bay, mm. very good uh, South Korean player who ended up, at the height of his career a couple of years ago, ended up going doing two years national service. So uh, Ben Ahn, he was terrific today. What about some of the other well, players, be- Hazy? Be- before we talk about anyone else, I, it's not a great advertisement for the athleticism of golf clates is it when a bloke who's been too slow and unathletic to play table tennis <laughs> have you ever seen table tennis oh, i have at the elite level but seriously <laughs> they've got three feet to move in at the back of the court there it's not yeah. like it's a you know it's like it's a challenging physical game more a, surely that's more of a reflex game than a you know a athletic prowess sort of a thing yeah, it's a highly, yeah, it's, <laughs> I went to the, the final in Rio. Did you? And it was Germany versus China. The German team had one German player, two Chinese players, a Chinese coach versus a full team of Chinese. It was like, <laughs> it was China versus China with one German involved. It's a classic. So the Chinese completely dominate. But when you see that game properly played yeah. live, it's just bizarre how they are very freakishly good. And how huge are. is it over there? Yeah, they are very good. Let's talk about some of the other guys at the top of the leaderboard, Blakey. Matt Jager has been, um, you know, off the radar a little bit. Um, he was... I watched him play a fair bit today, and he had nothing going on, and then he lit it up. Can someone like Matt Jager, who's been promised to be something for quite a long time, can he continue on, do you guys think? Can he, or is he likely to sort of run aground after looking at the leaderboard and seeing his name on it? Well, the, the history of tournaments is that there's always a unusual name at the top and somebody you don't expect they play one good round they might play two maybe they even play three Baker Finch 84 open but the last day's hard if you've got a chance to you know change your career by winning Australian Open it's a difficult day so anyone can play one good round but he was a really highly he was a terrific player. young player he won the Australian Amateur he won the Australian and New Zealand Amateur yeah he was good so it's a surprise that he hasn't mm. done better Maybe you know, we, we have too many. There are too many Australians who run aground after doing something really promising as a young player. Jeff Drakeford, who lost the final of the amateur to Cameron Smith, I mean, he's a terrific player. He isn't 
Marsley, he's going to play goals. again. Oliver Goss and Oliver Goss is retired at the same age Graham Mars turned pro. Yeah. So we need, it's, hard to, it's hard to get established now. You've got to be really good. Yeah. And some of the big names, you know, Daisy. Before we do that, just one more, okay. bloke. I'm sorry. I'm You're going to da- talk about Abraham, Hanson. No, no, I'll come to Abraham in a minute. Yeah. But Dave Michaluzzi's going to oh, be, yes. you know, he, yeah, he's, he's, he's the perhaps the Jager of this next generation. He's going to be the top amateur in Australia as soon as Minwoo Lee departs the scene. Well, well, and he may well be yeah. before that. You, you become the top amateur in Australia by default. Of course. but he right Someone now, turns pro, so you become the number one because the last, the last guy was the best player turns pro. And it just turns over like a... Yeah. Like a but he's, he's had an he, awesome year, hasn't he? Yeah, he's he's terrific. World, he's world number 13 in the amateur standings. And today, oh, we spoke, I spoke to him just a few minutes ago after his round. He just said he feels at ease at this tournament. Not he, He's still nervous because it's the Australian Open, mm. but he says he's played four pro tournaments in a row. He's effectively a pro in waiting. Uh, as I said, bogey the 14th. Three-putted the sixth after driving the green. It's just I over 300-metre yeah, wow. drive, which is awesome. He got on 11 in two and three-putted for a par there as well. Mm. And he made a, a six on 14. I, that round could have been absolutely anything. And to do that in the high winds and driving rain, uh, I asked him, you know, did his mind turn to Allenby and he giggled uh, to um, Aaron Baddeley. And he sort of, he, he knows winning, winning as an amateur. Winning as an amateur in 1999. And he, and he absolutely knows the story and he agreed, but he, he potted me for actually putting it into his mind after round one. So sorry about that. It's Nick. a pretty winnable tournament, isn't it? It, the, it is. Miles right on him. It is very winnable. Blakey, what about, what about the other bloke who's, uh, who's high and prominent on the leaderboard? Well, Abraham Anser from Mexico is one of the up-and-coming pros of the PGA Tour, but he's copped it from Hazy afterwards, Clates, which uh, Hazy just dragged him right down to, <laughs> down to the ground. And have a listen to this interview because Hazy just made it all about him. You're never going to hear the end of this, Hazy, but here's Abraham Anser from Mexico who shot a three-under today. Abraham, you're, you're carrying the weight of the grandstand with my prediction as you are the tournament champion here. Do you feel the pressure? Beautiful. I love it, actually. There's a lot of people out there, even with the bad conditions. And, I, I mean, people out here in Australia have been incredible. Uh, they've been pushing me along and motivating me. But, yeah, no pressure for you. I'm going to try my best, and hopefully uh, I can make you proud. So, oh, you definitely are. But some of my colleagues think that I'm the biggest moz in the history of world golf. <laughs> do, do you feel that pressure? I, I don't feel that pressure. I just go about my business and try to just play as best I can. Good man. Well, I don't know what, what... That's not too head wobbly. I didn't make it all about me. There was a couple of things about Abraham there. Surely, Blakey. We're never going to let you forget that. Well, it's not... A, I America. You do like him, don't you? I, I, well, he's my pre-tournament prediction, and I am very happy that he's fired uh, 68 to, to sit in the top four after the first Who's round. Who's Mexico's greatest ever player? A really easy answer to this question. Is really it? Is. Yeah, absolutely. There's only one choice. No. Lorena Ochoa. Oh, oh. So, sorry. Oh, yeah, that, that was is, an easy answer. It really easy should answer. have been. In fact, Roberto Di Vicenzo played World Cup for Mexico twice. Argentinian, great Argentinian player. For Mexico? Twice he played the World Cup for Mexico. How did he manage to play for Argentina? Uh, well, he was Argentinian, but he played for Mexico. Had he? Sorry, I don't know. But anyway, yeah. that's, that's a, that's a yeah. very red herring, that one. But some oh. of the big names, Hazy. Some of the big names. Well, we start with we, Cam Smith. Well, we, yeah, you talk about Cam Smith. Yeah, I watched him a bit today. Um, he w- wasn't really at his at his best. Uh, he was saying afterwards that he's surprised at how soft the course is now, albeit it rained in the afternoon, but in the morning it wasn't raining. and it, It's just been a, a, a soft course he, he all hit, week. He 14 greens. He played well. He missed a short putt for bogey at the last, the he ninth. Was, and he, he was saying that he, he wasn't close enough to the flag. I thought, I thought he played 
He looks like a really good player now, doesn't he? he really hits, good. Hits it quite long. He now. hits it really well. Good swing and just. So on he the just, on the fourteenth, he had over two hundred meters. Took three wood, hit it in the water, and that was really. He hit two balls in the water today, and still shot seventy four. So he hasn't done a tremendous amount of damage there, has he? No, I wouldn't have thought he's no. too far back at that stage. What about some of the other Americans, Blakey? Well, Snedeker didn't play particularly well, but scrambled. Uh, he was sideways 73. on the, through the middle, sideways at yeah. one, right at two, sideways at three, right at four, right at five. Pretty impressive, Matt Kuchar shooting seventy in the afternoon again. In the worst. Uh, particularly coming in off no preparation, uh, didn't get here till Wednesday. You know, he just looked like. The ultimate sort of top-level pro, really. Looked like a bloke who just put a million and a half in his bank last weekend. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, Keegan Bradley shot 72. He's, he's not out of Annabarn Lahiri. Uh, got an early tee time this morning. Played okay. Doubled the last for a 73. Would have had a good day, but he yeah, it was went, went down the left on the went down the left on the ninth and had five yeah. birdies. Annabarn Lahiri could have been yeah. could have been something a lot more substantial than that. Of course, now in the group with Matt Kuchar and Abraham Answer was. Arguably the story of the day. Uh, it's probably neglectful of me not to have mentioned it by this stage. But the defending champion Cameron yeah. Davis, who arrived late, had a you know a checkered build-up, had a lot of nerves about defending his title. Stood on the first tee, another victim of that hole. Blakey just incredibly caught him off guard. An eight for Cameron Davis on the first. It's unbelievable. A, a isn't it? six on the second. A five, a bogey five on the third. Stood on the fourth tee, what's that, four, seven, six, seven, seven, over the 76, card, right? And shot yeah. a 76. That probably sounds like a pretty good 76. Well, you're out of the tournament. Now you've got a chance to, well, he'll, he'll make the cut. He'll play well, make the cut, and he'll probably lose by four and go, well, if I part the first tile, I would have won the tournament. <laughs> yeah. That's what's, what you can see at a mile off that one. What's it, that, it actually what's grew like? in my estimation in some ways today. Me too. There's it, a famous story about Jack Nicholas. He had a start like that somewhere. And when most blokes would be calling their wife to book the airline ticket for Friday night, he said to his caddy, I'm probably going to lose this tournament by a shot now. And he did. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> he did. Oh, wow. So, you know, that's what great players do. They just, I'm going to lose it. You know, my, my 99% of the field are at the airport on Friday night. And yeah. Jack was, I'll lose this tournament by a shot now. You watch. And he did. I think you were with me, Clates, but we watched him play the 11th par 5 around the lake. And uh, he hit quite a long drive up into the light rough down the left. And uh, the other, you know... Uh, uh, I think one of, the, one of the other players laid up and, uh, you know, he just pulled out a four-iron and knocked on the green. No, you were the person. Oh, I was a serious golf shot. How was that shot Lahiri hit there this morning? What yeah, a great shot he hit. Five wood. Five wood he hit. Yeah, it's pretty... If you're coming out this week to the lakes, make sure you get over to the 11th and watch the players, uh, most, of, most of whom go for that 11th green straight over the lake. That's exactly where John Daly hit seven in a row into the water. And, uh, Clates, you, you designed... The whole thing. Oh, so no, no, we didn't well, design it. We just, we just yeah, chopped sorry, the trees no. out in the corner that made it a yeah. much more interesting hole. And it definitely it's is. a good yeah, hole. It's a, yeah, it's a tremendous par five. Yeah. Uh, anyone else you guys want to talk about before we sort of throw forward? Wouldn't mind talking about the 13th hole, which Clates wrote about on our tournament website mm-hmm. today, uh, just being a you know 280 metre par four. I think, Clates, you were there with me on that occasion where we saw uh, Lahiri go for the green and and make bogey because make he went, bogey. went over on the right-hand side. Cameron's, it shows how easy that hole is if you hit two good shots. Well, Cameron Smith... Perfect Cam- Cam- four-iron down the fairway, wedged to two feet Yeah, from the perfect spot. But the Seneca Seneca goes in the back bunker. Left with the iron, too far yeah. left, bad angle to the back left, completely the wrong angle to the back left pin, back trap, got up and down for four. and So two of the best players in the world, Lahiri and Seneca, 
both missing the green. So again, if you're coming out this week, go down to the par four thirteenth hole and watch some well, different options. Some, you know, it's a narrow green with an extremely narrow front. I mean, that pin that was there today up the back is I don't know. It's probably it's the easiest pin yeah. of all because there's a bit of a backstop on the left hand side. But uh, you know, it's it's a tricky hole. Tricky hole. Yeah, there's a lot of tricky holes. That wind continues as it's predicted to. It's going to be. Uh, it's going to be a marathon. There's, you know, you're going to have to play. Is it going to be windy tomorrow? I, I understand that it is. I'm not sure it could be as windy as it was today again in the morning, but who knows? You just don't know here at the lakes. Tomorrow it's going to be a very special day for many reasons, not least of which is the very first Australian All Abilities Championship presented by ISPS Hander. Um, guys, what do you expect here? It's going to tee off in the afternoon as part of the afternoon field. We've seen some tremendous uh, press coverage of, the, of this event uh, in the build-up to it in the last three or four days. It's going to be beautifully received by the crowd. We know that for a fact because they've really warmed to what's going on here. What do you expect to see, Clates, out of these guys? Well, a Spanish kid who, Gary Evans, who's a, he was, I was playing with Gary Evans when I fell on the ball. Oh, is that right? Yeah, that year he fell on the ball. Gary Evans, who nearly won the British Open at yep. Muirfield, lost a ball at the 17th hole. He sent me a text a couple, of weeks, a couple of weeks ago and said, look over this kid. I know this kid. He's a really nice kid. He's coming out to play. He's incredible. Juan Postiga. Who comes from, which is even better, he comes from Pedrena. Sevi. So he's my, anyone who comes from Pedrena's lay, he's got my vote. Yeah. So anyone, see, anyone comes from the same Sevi's town place. as Sevi. And, so, and Pedrena's a tiny little village. There's 1,500 people. Mm. Little so, village. so he's incredible how, good, how well he plays. He's amazing. So we sat, we're sitting again, like we were the other day, at the table where they do all the interviews for the uh, Emirates Australian Open, and we're sitting there right now. The other day, Juan Postiga sat where we are mm. and had a packed press conference, which was awesome to see mm. the interest in, in the Australian All Abilities Championship. And someone said, how's your short game, Juan? Oh, magic. What do you say? Magical? Magical. Magical. I'm from Spain. I'm from Spain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it just it was beautiful. But, I mean, it's amazing how, you can't imagine how well he plays. And it just shows what, what, crap the swing theory about getting your left shoulder over your right foot and turning back and moving your weight back and there's this kid who stands on his left foot and just hammers it 260 yards his drive 260 yards yeah. so what, just under two, 235 meters one leg and i want you to just think all about that everyone everyone who's listening. Yeah, we're, we're, he's a he's a machine this guy and he's not the number one ranked person here uh charles Mathieu from france uh do we need to get him out to play the vic open Oh. In in the tournament? Yeah. Well, he's well not in the in the tournament. The proper tournament, yeah. Yeah, I think we should get, we should he's, talk to Simon Brookhouse and get him out here. He's a scratch golfer. Um, you know, I just don't know. He's a scratch golfer on one leg, and he's going to be playing off the tips at the lakes in the Australian Open. Hey, hey, these are not people to kind of come out and feel sorry for. Oh, they're, no. they're proper golfers playing at their level. Uh, they're playing for world ratings points. Uh, they're very inspirational. And uh, I think it's taken the imagination of the public it this really week has. already, and it hasn't even started. I think it's going to only be more so tomorrow when they actually see. Because when you see Juan Postiga throw that prosthetic leg down and stand there on one leg and hit it, it's, it's something to watch. You know what he said to me the other day, Blake? He said, you know, you, this is just you, isn't it? He goes, yep, this is me. This is all I know. So I, this is how I play good golf. He said, and plus, I don't have to waste my time tying two shoelaces. <laughs> They're great characters, aren't they? He, he and Mike Rolls did a great press conference the other day where Mike Rolls, the Victorian player, said uh, he doesn't expect to win it against people like uh, Juan because unless all their legs fall off. <laughs> He's, he posts pictures on his Instagram 
of his legs sitting up, you know, like sitting up with his legs up in the air. I mean, he's just, they're unbelievable, these guys. They are. And they've they're just got brilliant attitudes. Anyway, let's let's push on. Um, that's it for our episode number 70. We're going to keep them short and sharp. We're going to do four of them this week. This is number one. Number 70 all up in the Inside the Rope series. Just a quick recap of the leaderboard. Ben Arn at five under. Matt Jager and Dave Michaluzzi, the amateur from Victoria, at four under. And we've got a host of players at three under. Abraham Anser, Marcus Fraser, Dimi Papadados, uh, Cameron Percy, Blake Proverbs, and Adam Stevens all at three under. A swag of world-class players directly beneath them. Uh, and we're set up tomorrow for not only a continuation of that tournament, but the introduction of the uh, Australian All Abilities Championship presented by OSPS Hander. Boys, thanks again. We'll do it all thanks, again Hazy. tomorrow night. Thanks, Hazy. Blakey?